Welcome to the Equipped Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Elizabeth Laconi, and I am a business and branding strategy coach, multi-six-figure CEO, and I'm obsessed with empowering female entrepreneurs. If you are looking to walk through entrepreneurship equipped with the business skills, strategies, mindset, and well-being to sustainably grow your business, then you are in the right place, friend. My goal in this podcast is to teach you the life lessons and the strategies that I have personally learned over the past decade of being an entrepreneur. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of She Gets Me Entrepreneur Chat on topics guaranteed to boost your business growth and income. If you're ready for tactical skills mixed with some sisterhood real talk about the world of entrepreneurship, then let's make it a date weekly and take this journey together. Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of the Equip Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm so grateful that you press play and I just want to take a moment to say that to you. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast and me. I hope that you continue to stick with me and you gain wisdom and strategy and skills for where you are in life and business. That's truly why I'm here every week recording episodes. It's for you. And I come from places that I've been a lot of times and I use this platform to share my lessons and what I've learned and I'm able to turn it around and share it with you. And today's episode is absolutely no different. I am actually coming off of a week where I had to put myself in a little bit of a timeout. I don't know if you can relate to that. I think that's a whole other episode of how do you still show up in a funk when you have a business to run? Maybe I'll do that one another time, but I actually am in a great position to where I can put myself in timeouts and really disconnect from business so that I can work through the feelings of of all kinds. Last week, it was feelings of failure, which is why I wanted to record this episode because by no means did I feel as if I was a failure, but I felt like I was failing. And there is a difference. One is an identity and one is a verb of something that you, a choice you've made or uh, a course that you put out that bombed or failed or whatever the case is. And so it got me thinking because I was talking to a friend and a colleague about something that she called a failure. And I thought about it afterwards. I was like, you know, why do we always like to say something's not a failure and put like a fluffy word in its place. Do you know what I mean? Like when people say, oh, no, 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 that was not a failure. That was a lesson learned or that was a redirect or that was just a sign that it was you were going in the wrong direction. I'm not saying that all those things are not true. But when did we decide that failure was a bad word? When did we decide that? You know, and I think about just like if you have kids who are in sports, right? We all know this now. At least when I grew up, I'm a girl of the 80s. We didn't all get trophies. Either a team, there was like one winner, right? And so if you didn't win, what? You lose. Well, these days you don't want that. 
every kid gets a trophy to just participate or for whatever. And I'm all for it. I think that we are also a generation that we need our kids to feel valued and loved. But I also feel like we're putting fluffiness over something that we all come in contact with, which is success and failure. Success and failure. It's actually guaranteed that you will fail at some point while pursuing something, a dream, a goal, a business. But when you fail, will you actually misunderstand its lessons like the most usually do? A lot of times people fail and they don't spend the time to actually figure out what they gain from it. They just sit in it and then that's what festers this negativity around the word so they don't want to use failure anymore. That's what I believe. But will you rather relate powerfully to your failures? Most people are afraid of failure. They're afraid of failing. So they put these fluffy words in there. But what I want you to realize is that failure actually gets you closer to success. It's so critical to understand that experiencing failure is just as important as, and it's usually a stepping stone to get you to where you want to go. But yet we avoid it. And I'm not saying focus on it. I don't want you to walk away today and say, okay, where can I fail because I'm so excited to succeed? Don't take it that literally, okay? We focus on, we, we, we find what we focus on, right? And so focus on where you want to go. Focus on the successes, but embrace and accept that failure is normal. And so I thought it would be kind of fun to give you three real life examples in my life where failure found me. I wasn't searching for it. None of us do. And in some of these situations, I handled it well and I realized the the, the lessons right away. And actually in most of them, it took a while to, to sit in it and to be like, what is good about this situation? But in all three of those examples that I'm going to give you, I can, I can go ahead, spoiler alert, tell you I'm a better person. So pull up a chair. I have three good examples for you. Okay. The first one dating back to, I think it was 2017. I'd already been in my network marketing business for a while. And if you've ever been in the industry of network marketing, you know that you have the ability to build a team. I built a team very, very fast. I talked about this more in episode one, if you want to know more about my background in network marketing and why I shifted. But in that time, I was growing rapidly. And I did not have a skill set coming into network marketing. I mean, I left a corporate career for network marketing, but in my corporate career experience, I wasn't managing people. I wasn't leading people. I was like a wallflower and I liked it. I just wanted to go to work, do my job and come home. I did not want to be a decision maker. I did not want to do the silly icebreakers at retreats. I didn't want to go to, I didn't want to do any of that. I literally went for the pay. That was it. And so when I entered the world of network marketing, 
all of a sudden I had a growing team and I don't mean just growing. I mean, exponentially, it was growing by tens of thousands every year. And so I was put in a position where I had to figure out a lot of different skills on the fly. And just like anybody else, we don't come into this world with those types of skills. You, you learn them. And so I had to learn as I was going. And honestly, I didn't know what I was doing. I think I started off pretty well, but there was a situation uh, one year where I had a lot of conflict happening in my team and I didn't know how to handle it. And what I can tell you is I would never have been able to predict or I had no responsibility over the actual situation, but I did have control over how I handled it from a communication standpoint, from a leadership standpoint, and how to handle conflict. And to that point in my life, I had never been in a position where I'd had a group of people looking to me and I'd had conflict. And I don't mean just little conflict. Like, this was pretty big conflict. And I didn't handle it well. I think in the t it, where I was in my life, I think it was as good as probably I could have done. But there were also moments where I'm like, I know this isn't the right way to handle it. So examples, uh, gossiping, going to other people versus the exact same person that needed to be going to. But my point here is I knew better and whether I knew better or not, it doesn't matter. That situation that I'm describing was a fail. It was not a success. It was a situation that required communication, leadership, conflict resolution, and it was a failure from my perspective because I know what came afterwards. It wasn't success. And so I look back on that and I'm like, well, okay, that sucked. And in the moment I was like, well, this sucks. This is weird. I've lost friends through this. And so what can I learn from this? Because I know my business is only going to grow. This is just the start. I don't want to repeat this. And in my brain, I think I still thought I was doing a lot of it right. If we're, we're real, like sometimes we don't quite get the lesson immediately. It's not like God just like sends lightning and it's like, ah, okay, that's where I screwed up. That's where that was a failure. No, it took, it took time and reflection and walking through the, the entrepreneurial journey for me to realize ah, that's where I could have done it differently. That's where now I see things differently. And that's the lesson learned with me because while that was an epic communication fail, conflict resolution fail, what it taught me, one, it became a catalyst for me to learn better skills, better leadership skills and communication skills so that I could be better moving forward. But I wouldn't have probably been so invested in bettering my leadership had that not happened to me. So that's just one example of just honestly communication. And it does not matter what industry you're in. This could be in your own household. This could be in your corporate career. It could be in whatever. But I feel like maybe we've all had communication breakdowns and failures where you look back and you're like, I did that wrong. 
that was a fail. Because to me, there's no in-between here. It's, it, if it wasn't a success, it was a fail. But in this moment, we can choose to sit in it and just repeat the same mistakes each time. Or we can sit with it, reflect, and say, what did I learn and how can I change my actions and choices moving forward? And that's what I chose to do. A non-business example is that same year in 2017, I got really sick with a sinus infection and I went to an urgent care. She could tell I was clearly sick and she prescribed me a an antibiotic called Leviquin. And at the time of my life, it's not something that I, I mean, how many of you, honestly, maybe you do now, maybe there's a time period you did not, or maybe I'm just completely off here, but I never was someone who read labels. I never asked the doctor, what are the side effects? Are there adverse effects? I mean, there's adverse effects to every drug, right? But you live in this bubble, and especially when you're sick, where it's just trust. You go to the doctor, the doctor prescribes medicine, you take it, you feel better. That's the cycle that I went through my entire life. And so why would this be different? But unfortunately, what was not shared with me was that Leviquin is a black box antibiotic, which is the highest level of adverse events that you can get, right? It's the highest warning you can get on any pharmaceutical medicine. And I didn't know that because I didn't ask, but it was also not shared with me. So within three days of taking that medicine, I went to stand up to walk across the room and couldn't. I could not put pressure on my left foot. And I thought, that's so odd. I did not, I'm not injured. And what I realized in doing some research is that this antibiotic, this entire actual drug class, Cipro is in this drug class as well. I'm sure people are familiar maybe more with Cipro than Leviquin but it's the same adverse events. This particular drug class um, has a very high risk of rupturing or tearing tendons. It can be your Achilles. It can be any tendon. Mine was like the side of my, my leg, my foot. And I was so angry when I realized this. I was so angry. It was an epic failure on several people's parts. Number one, I was angry at the physician. My gosh, probably five years, five years. I finally went back and asked. And and to be honest with you, the physician didn't know. And that made me even more angry that she had no idea that this drug class had this adverse event. I was also angry at myself because while it was so much easier to get angry at someone else, I had to take personal responsibility for the fact that I could have asked questions. I could have read the inserts. I could have asked the pharmacist and I didn't because my story up to this point was I didn't have to. I didn't need to. There was no reason to. So that started a long process of physical therapy tens of thousands of dollars working with a naturopath and a functional medicine doctor. This drug not only damages your tendons, but it will damage 
your mitochondria, your DNA, and it creates a vortex of all kinds of health conditions that I believe absolutely contributed to the past four years of my health decline. But I'm happy to say I'm on the other side of it. I'm healing. I'm working out. But I cannot not say that that was not the ultimate failure. It was not a success. I mean, my sinus infection cleared up, but I I got the bad end of, I got the wrong straw. I got the short straw in this. And I'm not just one. There's tens of thousands of other people who honestly are worse off than I am. A lot of them paralyzed by this drug. So the drug's a failure, in my opinion, except if you're on your deathbed. The, in my opinion, that what happened with the physician not disclosing or not even knowing the consequences of this drug was a failure and my inability and ignorance of not looking into it was also a failure. So that has been something that I have sat in for a really long time before I could find the lesson, before I could change. And I think I was actually changing and evolving and finding the lesson before I could actually sit back and realize that that's what I was doing. I went to social media immediately and started talking about this. And that is just natural to me. I share things that are going on, good or bad, if it's important to be on social media. And There's not a week that goes by that I don't get a message from someone asking me what the name of it is. People go to the doctor all the time for different things and they get nervous and they think of me. And it blesses me to know that I used my voice in order to turn around and say, this happened to me, but it doesn't have to happen to you. Either don't accept it or do the research and weigh the pros and cons. Is it something that is absolutely necessary? You know, is Cipro absolutely the one that you need for a a urinary tract infection or are there other ones? Is Leviquin necessary for you or or is it not? I'm not here to tell you and I'm certainly not a doctor, but I know that that failure changed me. It not only taught me to become my own health advocate, I ended up going and going back to school after this. I went into this whole wanting to educate myself about everything. Thank God, because it brought so much education to me coming into the last couple of years where I'm so glad I've had an experience that has humbled me and it has educated to me to where I was able to be my own health advocate and decide what I wanted and what I didn't want for my body. But without that failure, I wouldn't have probably ever ever considered it. And so I hate that I went through it. I hate that anybody goes through it, but that failure has changed me. That failure has turned me into such a strong advocate for our health and asking questions and researching. And I love that people think of me when they go to their doctor and get prescribed an antibiotic. I love it. Because it means that they're paying attention and that they themselves are being their own health advocate as well. A final example that is definitely more recent and business 
2022, I was ready to launch my first course. So I, it was my first attempt to do something more than just network marketing. And I decided I wanted to launch a course and I wanted it to be a leadership course for women in network marketing. And so I did all the work. I learned how to do a course because that's its own skill set. But I did the work to figure out how to actually run a course, where to put it, what modules were, all the things. I was so excited about it. Did all of the hype launching and everything. And the day before it actually went live, because this was a live course over the course of about, I think, seven weeks. The day before, I got really sick. Really sick. I got faint. I got lightheaded. I got nauseous. And I thought that was really odd, but maybe I was just catching something. I was very stressed, like to the max over this, because I was already feeling that it was a failure. I had, I think, eight people join it. But here's the kicker, guys. Three of them paid. So three people, and I think this course was like $297, so it was not an outrageous price. It included modules, but also live training. And I had three people pull the trigger and purchase it. And I went to five others and practically was like, here, here's the link sign up. It's part of my pilot. Just give me reviews. And that itself was stressing me out because I was like, this is a failure. Like, this is a great course. Why aren't people biting on it? And so I ended up being sick, honestly, most of the seven weeks. It's not something that I knew was going to happen, but it did. And of course, I had to still show up each week and I did, but it was lackluster. It just started to like decline every single week. I started to see from the back end that people weren't actually doing it. They weren't logging in. I was taking it personally. By all means, I was like, this is a failure. This is not working. This is definitely not a success. And I got really upset over it. And I paused for about two months after it ended. By the way, I did all this through the month of mostly end of June, beginning of July. Worst time to launch a course, by the way, especially in the industry of network marketing. In hindsight, I realize that now. But that's just a little freebie tip for you. So I sat for a couple of months after it ended and I just felt so depressed and defeated. Like, this isn't going to work. I'm not meant to do this. That was a failure. I, I should just go back and make network marketing work for me, even though I knew in my heart, like it was time to move on, that there were other things for me to do. And I sat in that for a while and then I realized the lesson. There were so many things, so many things. And honestly, it took me journaling for it to come out to where I was like, oh, okay, I see it now. First of all, that was the first time I ever launched anything. And the fact that I thought that I was going to have hundreds of thousands of people flock to me and spend all this money and during their summer break is asinine because that doesn't happen to anybody. 
I had so many things that were misaligned. Number one, the time of year. Number two, I was not even really, I was not even really creating a course that I should have been creating. It's not that I couldn't create it and that I wasn't competent in it, but my whole goal was to shift out of network marketing in the sense of I knew I could help serve people outside of that industry and I wanted to, but yet I created a course for women in network marketing because it was safe. And so my gut was saying, uh, what are you doing? You're playing it safe here. I also was so stressed that in order for it to be a success, I had to have X amount of people. And when that number wasn't met, instantly I was like, okay, well, it's a failure and I'm a failure and I'm never going to be able to do this. So I sat for a couple of months. It's why I personally believe that I got sick because everything was like, it, it was just so, I was so out of alignment. I was still trying to make something fit that didn't fit there anymore. And I wanted it to work the first time. I give these three examples because how many times have you failed and not learned the lesson or not sat in it long enough to really reflect how you're a different person because of it? Or how many times are you not taking the risk, not starting the business, not launching the course, not actually shifting to where your gut is telling you to go because you're so afraid of failure because you define failure as a bad word as something that means you're not on track. If I sit here and look at my track record, and I'm just speaking for me, but I'm willing to say for any successful person out there, if I'm willing to look at my successful track record of all my failures and who I've become after them, I'm winning at life and business. I might not have felt like I was winning in those moments. In fact, they suck. They suck. Failing sucks. It's not fun. But are you willing to know that when you fail, you get the amazing opportunity to reflect and see how you can do it better so that you can do it better next time and the success will be on the horizon. It might not be the next time. Sometimes we have to fail five times in a row in order to get the success on the number six. But unfortunately, a lot of times people have already quit by failure number one. Can we reframe this whole idea of failure being a bad word and putting this fluffiness over top of it of saying, oh, it wasn't a failure. It was just a lesson learned. We do learn lessons from failures, but it was a failure. My kid got a 55 on his quiz. He failed. <laughs> he failed. It wasn't a lesson learned. There were lessons that he can learn but he failed that test. There's no sugarcoating it. There's no sugarcoating it in life and business. And the more we tend to sugarcoat it, the less we're going to realize what failure can do for us. So many of us are looking at what it does to us. Just like myself and that antibiotic. I sat for five years looking at what that failure did to me. I was the victim. Why did it have to happen to me? 
Why can't I walk around the park and have to be on this stupid scooter? You know, with, with the communication breakdown, like, why did that situation have to happen and put me in this position to where now I'm making poor choices on how I handle conflict? Why me? Why me? Well, I'm so glad some of those things happened because I'm a different leader. I'm a different entrepreneur. I'm a different friend. I'm a different colleague. I'm a different partner. So how can you reframe failures in your life and see the lesson and take action to do it differently, to do it again? Maybe you don't need to change anything. Maybe you just need to do it again. Repetition, rep it out until it sticks. But we need to be able to be okay with failing because failing is what gets us on the road to success. I am rooting you on, friend, and I want you to know that success is right around the corner of each and every one of the failures that you experience. Hey friend, I hope today's episode equipped you with what you need to feel inspired to take action or even change. And if so, I would be so grateful if you would leave me a review and then share this on social media with a friend or a colleague who could benefit. So much of what I share, if not all of what I share, is exactly what I've walked through. So I relate to you more than you realize. And hey, if you're craving more and are ready to connect beyond this podcast, I'd love to encourage you to connect with me on Instagram. That's at Elizabeth Lacombe.